42! Blue, 42! Hut, hut, hike! This is The Game Managers on WJLX 101.5, America's one and only sports talk show. Breaking down college football's biggest games, latest news, and greatest moments. Are you ready? Because it starts right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Game Managers Podcast. I'm Nick Norris, and with me, as always, is my good friend and the winner of the 2022 World Games, Justin Knight. Justin, how you doing? That's right. I won the whole thing. Yep, sole winner. You, you won sole every... Winner. Yeah, it's a new thing yeah. they're doing this year. Yeah, once uh, once you have your winners, your gold... Did they give out gold medals at the World Games? Probably. Yeah. When you, when yeah. You, when you, when you get your gold in uh in every sport, all those winners have to fight to the death, and you won. So very good. Congratulations. Win. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Justin, do you know why this episode is very very special? Do you know why? Um, no, I don't actually. This is actually our one hundredth episode of this show. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> yeah. Do you ever think wow. we'd make it this far, Justin? No, I didn't. I thought maybe yeah. after the second show we'd probably call it quits. Yeah, well, how about you just you give yourself a round of applause real quick, <laughs> everyone. Good work, everyone. We did it. Wow, I didn't realize it. That's, that's a big deal. 100 episodes. Wow. Yeah, 100. Look yeah, at us go. Stuck up on us. Uh, well, today we are going to talk about the ongoing Deshaun Watson allegations. Uh, Nick Saban reportedly running away from a stripper, and we're going to guess the outcomes of every 2022 Alabama and Auburn football game. Uh, plus much oh, more. we are. Mm, yes, we are. Now, before we get started on this episode, though, I did want to take a moment to bring up that uh, the family of a friend of mine, they lost their home, all their possessions in a fire yesterday. Uh, thankfully, they all made it out without any injuries, but a GoFundMe has been made uh, for the family. I just want to read that out and then let people know where they can donate. So um, the title of the GoFundMe is The Williams Family Rebuilds. So at the very least, if you don't remember the link or any of the places you can find it here, you can type in the, the Williams Family Rebuilds GoFundMe on Google. It'll probably pop up. Uh, the, uh, the saying on it says, Hi, I'm Crystal, and if you're reading this, we could use your help. This morning, July 16th, uh, well before the sun rose, my best friend, her husband, and their five-year-old son woke up to thick black smoke filling their apartment. They couldn't see, could barely breathe, but made it out without a scratch on them. Their apartment did not fare well, though. Um, the fire and its resulting damage took everything from them, saved their lives. While all, while they all need new clothes, shoes, beds, furniture, and even dishes, there's a particular need for school supplies um, for the uh, son, the preschool graduate, who's on his way to kindergarten. Uh, they are a very sweet, humble, and deserving family who deserve the world. I'm only asking for as much as you can give. Every little bit helps when your entire world burns down around you. So, uh, if you want to find this, if you'd like to donate, I'm linking the GoFundMe in the description of this episode for those listening on podcast apps. If you're on, listening on the radio, you can also find the link at our Facebook page at TGM Pod, um, or you can just type in GoFundMe.com slash F slash V dash Williams dash Family dash Rebuilds. And like I said, that can be found on Facebook or just type in the uh, Williams Family Rebuilds GoFundMe on Google. Uh, some more sad news, though, Justin. We have to start out. There was a couple big deaths this week uh, in the sports world. 
Oregon Ducks tied in Spencer Webb. He tragically died at the young age of 22 this week. It's being said that he was killed in a rock climbing incident. Uh, mm. It's terrible, terrible mm. stuff yeah. Yeah, for his family and friends, uh, as well as the Oregon football family. So that happened, I think, three days ago. Um, yeah, that's that sucks. That's super young. That's, I mean, that's, that's crazy young. So I hate that. Um, and, you know, it's always, I feel like this time of the year we always get like a death like this from a, you know, something that like shouldn't have happened. That was just a freak thing for a, a college football player right before the season. Um, it's it's kind of unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. Yep. And the other big death, this one happened yesterday. A uh, former NASCAR driver, Bobby East, he was stabbed to death at a West, at uh Westminster, California gas station. On, uh, it's actually happened on Wednesday. Uh, he was 37. Uh, according to the police department, they responded to the 76 gas station following calls for reporting a stabbing. Police found East, quote, suffering from a serious stab wound to the chest area. Officers tried uh, life-saving measures and paramedics transported him to a local hospital where he died. Uh, the killing sus- or the stabbing suspect, Trent William Millsap, was shot and killed in Anaheim on Friday as officers tried to arrest him. So, crazy stuff. Mm. Just uh, yeah. two very young guys, big uh, big names in the sporting world to die. That's, uh, that's terrible. Really, really bad. Yep. Yeah, stuff. But whew. In, uh, in other news, though, Justin, the Texans explained in a statement attributed to owners Janice McNair, Hannah, and Cal McNair, that they settled to take a stand, a strong stand against misconduct. Uh, they settled with um, with Deshaun Watson's accusers, who are also um, accusing the Texans of enabling Watson's alleged misconduct during massage therapy appointments. Uh, Watson, of course, still has four civil suits pending against him uh, after being after settling with twenty of his accusers. And the uh, quote that the McNairs gave on the Texans' behalf was, we were shocked and deeply saddened when we first learned of the allegations against our then-franchise quarterback in March 2021. Although our organization did not have any knowledge of Deshaun Watson's alleged misconduct, we have intentionally chosen to resolve the matter uh, amicably. Amicably, sorry. This is not an admission of any wrongdoing, but instead a clear stand against any form of sexual assault and misconduct. We hope that today's resolution will provide some form of closure to the parties involved our fans, and the Houston community at large. As an organization, we will now turn our focus to the future and doing what we can to ensure respect for all. Essentially saying, uh, they paid off these people. Don't look into it anymore. We didn't do anything. Uh, we're looking to the future. You should too. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so uh, this this isn't, this isn't is far from over. We still haven't heard what Deshaun Watson's punishment is going to be. There were some rumors that it could be as short as four games. Uh, I don't think that's true at all. I think he's going to get at least a year, but I don't know. I guess we'll we'll find out, won't we, Justin? Yeah, I hope they'll just go ahead and get it over with. I'm tired of hearing it. Yeah, yeah, me too. Like if we could, if they, what do you, what are they waiting for? I guess at this point, uh, it I feels mean, like you have yeah, if, most of the information. If there's evidence, available. let's get yeah. this. Yeah, I mean, if you have evidence, come on. If not, and this is all just you know, a bunch of people coming forward. And I mean, he's already settled twenty of them. You got four left. I mean, I don't know. It, it, this is getting old. I'm already tired of it. Let's move on. Yeah, and it's got to be in like, and we hear about it once a week. But to the families and the you know the victims that are dealing with this, it has to be really old to them that they're still sitting here like 
can we get something going on this? So, yeah, uh, get something moving. I know this stuff takes time, but the NFL side, I feel like this should be something that comes out soon. I feel like we've been saying, we'll hear something probably this week for weeks. So, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what they're waiting on. Uh, in lighter news, though, and six Alabama players were named to the 2022 Sporting News preseason All-American team. Quarterback Bryce Young, offensive lineman Emil Ikior, running back Jameer Gibbs, uh, linebacker Will Anderson, and safety Jordan Battle were all selected to the first team. While cornerback Eli Ricks was the lone player to land on the second team. Defense. They put uh, the running back Gibbs on there. Has he even really played any? They listed him as an athlete, not just a runner. Oh, back. yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Uh, but you're right. We haven't seen a ton of him. So that is interesting, no. but uh, yeah. yeah, listed as an athlete. So very, very good. And now what I'm excited to talk about, we have some huge Nick Saban news this week, Justin. I don't know if you've heard about this. Maybe you've seen a headline or two on this. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw um, someone bring it up. So this, this claim come from a podcast called The Pivot Podcast. I wasn't familiar with it, but uh, Channing Crowder, who played for Saban and the Dolphins in the 2005 uh, guests on the show. And he claims to have brought a stripper to dance for Saban uh, and that the then-Miami coach ran away from the scene, just got up and ran. And it's actually really funny. I'm going to read the quote here. Uh, he says, this is, uh, this is Chowder talking, or Crowder talking, I'm sorry. I brought strippers in the Dolphins facility. She walked in with nothing but uh, underwear on and a Jason Taylor jersey. She went up there, and Nick Saban was on a chair, and she went up and shook it for Nick Saban. Nick Saban grabbed her hips, moved her to the side, and ran up the stairs. So he just he he picked picked her up and Good moved man. the stripper and ran away. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's maybe you know, best case scenario, you don't touch her at all. But maybe it's a scenario where the only way out is he had to just kind of move her. So. uh Good on him for not uh, engaging. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. I mean, he's yeah. he got out of there. So yeah, terrible move. That's a that's a horrible move to do to your boss. Are you kidding me? That's a like it's a little weird. Yeah. yeah, put him in a terrible position like that. Yeah, no wonder he hated the NFL. I don't. If, that, if that's the stuff you're dealing with, that makes sense. Oh yeah, he's like, oh, I'll go to college. And lastly, in news. SEC Media Days begin tomorrow in Atlanta, so we'll be talking about everything we hear from that uh, next week. So that'll be next week's episode, Justin, if you don't mind me saying so. That works with me. There probably won't be much to talk about. There'll probably just be jumbling on, oh, yeah, this is what we expect this season. I'll be interested to see Jimbo and Saban. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. That's going to be the only headline. Uh, Mike Leach will probably say something uh, weird, and that'll probably be the only other headline. So, yeah, good. Good stuff. Justin, we got to move on though. Um, we got to move on to our next segment where we can discover the weird news of the week in mismanagers. Peculiar and wonderful and terrible and bad. Mismanagement and mystery and dreams you never had. Grizzly or grievous or beavers with cleavers. Audacity and specialty and used to drive you mad. It's a wonder any one of us can manage to survive in a world of, world of mismanagers. This first story, Justin, comes from the Huffington Post. Man pushes peanut up Colorado Mountain using unconventional body part. <laughs> which one did he use? <laughs> well, let's find out. How about we read this together and let's find out which one he used. Okay, I'm going to say 
his wiener. A 53-year-old Colorado man didn't crack <laughs> under pressure as he pushed a peanut to the side of a 14,115-foot summit this week. It's a long, it's a long way. It Colorado is. Springs resident Bob Salem marked the end of his seven-day peanut pushing adventure when he finished his trek up Pikes Peak on Friday. There are a lot of uh, of p words going on in that last sentence. I think they're they're trying to hint at something. What do you think? We still don't know. What, what yes, the, uh, sounds like I'm spot on. Mm. Well, let's find out. The man did most of the push at night. He told the radio station and went through roughly two dozen peanuts along the way. Salem, however, didn't use his hands to move the peanut along the 12.6-mile route to the top of the mountain. All right. Are you ready? This is where we're going to decide. Are you, is that your final answer? That's what you're clocking in? Yes. The man decided to let his nose do the pushing. He pushed it with oh, his nose. Boo. Yeah. His nose had the aid of a homemade contraption, a CPAP mach- uh, sleep machine with a duct tape spoon on it during his journey. Mm. They tricked us. They, tri- they tricked you specifically. No, they tricked me too. <laughs> I, when I was reading this to, to find it, I was like, "That's that, that, this is." I know what this is, and that was it. wasn't wasn't quite wasn't quite that. Okay, next story though. This is a uh, this is a good one here. This is actually um, I know this is called mismanagers. Usually, it's about people who do things stupid or bad. This is actually kind of the opposite of that. This man survives. 18 hours at sea, clinging to a football, a soccer ball, lost by boys. Did you hear about this? No, I find that hard to believe, though. Clinging on to a soccer ball? So this comes from NDTV, uh, but I've seen this story everywhere. Uh, A man from North Macedonia in Europe is said to have survived 18 hours at sea by clinging to a toy ball that floated towards him. The man, known known only as Ivan... A companion were caught in strong currents over the weekend off the shore of Midi Beach in Cassandra, Greece. He survived 18 hours at sea after clinging to a small ball lost by two youngsters 10 days before on a beach over 130 kilometers away. The 30-year-old was reported lost at sea when his companions alerted Greek coast guards who were unable to find him. After fearing that he would never be saved, Ivan surprisingly got hold of a small children's ball drifting toward him. Despite the fact that the ball was running out of air, Ivan was able to utilize it to breathe and stay afloat while being carried by the strong current. That's uh, that's insane. And uh, nope, literally, this is all like fake. You're missing. Not true. And then they have. Think it's fake. You don't believe it? No, I don't believe it. They have reports. They have reports of when he was reports of when he was found in a very different area. So, I I choose to believe it, Justin. I choose to believe a little it. small ball that he was able to hold on to for 18 hours. Yes. A soccer ball. They're okay. not that small. You could you could push yourself up a little bit with that. I mean, the way you're describing though, it's like a tall it's like a small uh children's toy or ball. I think it's a standard soccer ball. Soccer ball. I don't know. Running low on air, eighteen hours. You just don't believe in miracles, Justin. That's what we're deciding. <laughs> so this is. Sounds like it's false. <laughs> about this story? In Salt Lake City, a couple of geniuses rolled up next to a company box truck and a parking lot in their own pickup truck. While one waited, uh, the other got under the company truck and drilled a hole into the gas tank, presumably hoping to steal fuel. So they pull up to the, next to this truck in their own truck. They need to steal some gas. So they drill a hole into the gas tank. Uh, but the perp shirt caught on fire 
while he was under the truck, causing him to <laughs> roll around the parking lot while trying to remove his shirt. He then jumped into the pickup, and the pair would be uh, would be thieves drove away. Uh, the company truck still had, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's very funny. That's a uh, that's humiliating, actually. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I couldn't probably talk to the other person I was doing that with for a while after that because I'd be so humiliated. No, yeah, that desperate for gas, and you think that's going to work, and you catch yourself on fire. <laughs> Idiot. Uh, the company truck still had flames and smoke billing, billowing from underneath, as seen on a surveillance video. No arrests have yet been made, but I can't imagine these guys are uh, smart enough to get away with it, so I think they're no, going to get called. They're probably so, still yeah. at their house. Yeah, probably. Uh, and the last story, this is a good one to end on. This is from NBC New York. Taco Bell tests Cheez-It items at one California location. I'm going to tell you about some of these. You can tell me if you would uh, if you would try these, Justin. Are you a big Cheez-Its uh, guy? Cheez-Its? Yeah, they're all right. Yeah. just okay. depends on the flavor. These actually, I'm looking at some pictures. They look interesting. Um, while I'm reading this, I'm going to text you a picture of it. Actually, if you want to, you can just Google it. Look, just look up Cheez-It Taco Bell, and you can see the photos there. Um, the article reads, Taco Bell fans, this one's for you. The California-based Mexican fast food chain launched a Tostada and Crunchwrap Supreme with a Cheez-It shell that's 16 times the size of a regular cracker. So these are, these are big <laughs> Cheez-Its. The media items are being tested at a Southern California location for just two weeks. And the tostada is made with a Cheez-It shell topped with beef, sour cream, tomatoes, lettuce, and cheese. The price only $2.49. If you're looking for a more sophisticated menu item, customers can opt for a Crunchwrap Supreme, made similar to the original but with the giant Cheez-It cracker shell. The item comes with ground beef, cheese sauce, uh, sour cream, lettuce, and tomato wrapped in a tortilla. That one will cost $4.29. See, I just, um, I just don't want anything like that. Did you, did you look I, I'm at not it, a huge. Did you see the picture? I'm not a huge Taco Bell fan to begin with. Um, it's all right. I mean, I'll just get one thing, just you know, some chicken quesadillas. I don't really yeah. eat there very often, so. Hmm. I think it looks pretty pretty good, and I'm not. I don't eat Taco Bell. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not on it, but uh, yeah. Check check this out. I'm gonna send you. The, I got the picture of it right here. It look. I think it looks good. The uh. The Supreme, the Country Crunchwrap Supreme, looks the best because it's it's just got it in the middle, whereas the Tostada that seems kind of like it'd be more hard to eat because it's just a giant chip with a salad and meat on it. Yeah, but, uh, it'd be a mess. Yeah. I would I'd try that for sure. That looks pretty good. I'm a, I'm a fan. Mm. No, I'll pass. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't doesn't look good to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Justin, we got to go to a break, but when we come back, we are going to uh do our main topic today, which we are going to go through Alabama and Auburn schedules and mark each win, each game as a win or a loss, I should say. So we'll be right back. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Game Managers on WJLX 101.5. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Nick Norris. That is Justin Knight. Say hello to all the people, Justin, if you don't mind. Uh, hi. Good. Very good. We are going to, uh, to have a special topic today. I thought that since this is episode 100, the big 100, that we should celebrate by making some big, bold, stupid claims that will certainly not prove to be true. Because we, we, uh, we tend to not make any bold claims, really, on this show. We try, we try to steer clear of that. So I thought for a special treat, 
we would do that today. So how about we go through Alabama and Auburn's 2022 football schedules and decide the wins and losses for each team. Justin, would you rather start with mm. Alabama or Auburn? Uh, I wouldn't start with Alabama. Be okay. probably pretty simpler. To, uh, it'll be easier to get through that one. Okay, let's do that then. So the Alabama 2022 football schedule. Um, they're going to open up the season on September 3rd, Justin, 6.30 p.m. Already got the uh, the kickoff time uh, hosting Utah State. Is that a win or a loss? That's a win, correct? Gosh, man, that's a loss right there. Utah State's coming off a good season. Got uh, a pretty good could team. Could you imagine if they did lose? <laughs> That'd be... <laughs> There, yeah. there, I think it would just be more shocked than anything else. I think people would just be like, um, Nick Sa- because Nick Saban's undefeated against unranked teams, right? Except for Texas A&M. That's right. Yeah, that was his first yeah. loss. Um, right. Yeah, obviously it's a win. They probably win by, um, I'll say 25, 25 points. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a win. I think it would be... I, you know, I'm an Alabama fan. I don't want to see Alabama lose, but I think it would be kind of hilarious if they just lost that first game. <laughs> I mean, just like let's say they lost that game. Let's say they somehow just get destroyed by Utah State, but every game after they destroy everyone else. They destroy like, what, everybody else. What what happens then? Like what? How much? I mean, it just depends weight? on. Yeah. Just depends on what everybody else does. I mean, more than likely, everybody yeah. else is going to have a loss. So, yeah, to I, be I clear. It's not going to happen, but yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I will say, you know, Utah State, um, I don't know if they're bringing back a lot of the players from this past season, but they had a pretty good year. Um, so I don't know. I mean, they were, like I said, they were okay for their conference being in the Mountain West, and yeah. I think they won their bowl game. I don't know if they had double-digit wins or not, um, but, I mean, the year before that, they were like three and eight or nine. I don't know. It was pretty bad. Um, but yeah, I think Alabama should win probably 20, 25 points. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Easy win. Uh, this one's interesting though. The next week, September 10th at Texas. You know, I, just because I don't like Alabama, I'm just going to say Texas. Why, why do you actually believe that though? Or are you just saying that? Do I believe it? No. Do I hope it? (laughs) Yes. Okay. That's the difference. Um, not, I don't believe that either. I think Alabama will win, but I think. This is a great gauge for where Texas is going to be uh, this year under Steve Sarkeesian. So I would like to see. Well, I don't yes. expect and Texas also, to win, but I want to see how they fare. Like, do they keep it close? Do they still fight at the end? You know, that kind of thing. And I think it'll be a good gauge for Alabama, too, because, I mean, it's still a tough, you know, road test, uh, oh, yeah. per se. And, I mean, I would say Alabama, it, they had their struggles last year, and, you know, Finally kicked it in the gear that first game against Georgia and the first playoff game, and then you know ultimately couldn't finish the job against Georgia. But um, obviously, like we said, they've brought in more talent and have more guys coming back. But yeah, I mean, it's still a big road test just to see how they fare. Because um, I no no doubt that place will be packed. And um, is it still an afternoon game? It's eleven a.m. Golly, that sucks. That may hurt too. You're on the road, eleven a.m. game. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean that can be a factor sometimes, but yeah, will I be hoping Texas? Of course, I mean of course. I'm not like you who you know will somehow root for Auburn. I don't know how you do it in some games. Um, <laughs> I don't think I can really ever find myself rooting for Alabama, even though I did kind of this past season against Georgia just because of how obnoxious Georgia fans are. 
Right. Um, that's but that's a lose lose for me, anyways. Okay. Okay. Well, let's. I'm, I think we both agree that Alabama will win that game, but you're hoping otherwise. Is that fair? Yes, I'm a okay. I'm a hopeful man. All right. These next two, I'm going to brush by. Okay. September seventeenth, uh, they host. Uh, Louisiana Monroe, September 24th, they host Vanderbilt. Two wins, right? First uh, SEC oh, win against Vandy. Poor Vanderbilt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not, not even going to spend time on that one. What about uh, October 1st, though, uh, at Arkansas? I think that's a little interesting. I think it'll be a good game. If Arkansas yeah. is um, as good as they're you know, uh, saying they're going to be, I think it should be a good game just because um, – Arkansas, I think, uh, returned some good. I mean, I know they lost their top wide receiver, um, but still got a lot of good offensive talent. And then the defense is my only concern because their secondary was pretty weak last year. Um, yep. So we'll see if they were able to strengthen that. Um, but I, I don't Arkansas know. It could be a good do? game. What does Arkansas have to do to have a – because they're up on like an on an upward upward trend, right? The last couple of years. So, what do they have to do to keep that going? Where you have as much or more faith in Sam Pittman? If they have the same record they did last year, is that enough, or do they need to have more? Oh, I think that's enough. Because what, what they have? How many wins did they have last year? Nine. Uh, Ten? I don't think it was that many, wasn't it? Seven. Oh, they had more than seven wins. Did they? Let me see. I thought it. Yeah, they had a good season. I know they had a good season, but I like I couldn't remember how good. Let me let me see. It was that was forever ago, so I've forgotten. Um, yeah, pull that they out. had a let's see. I can pull it up here on fbsschedules.com. Yeah, with the bowl. Yeah, yeah, nine and four is what they ended up being. Yeah, I mean, if you win. go nine and four again, that's still yeah, I'd say that's, that's still a success for sure. What about the their four losses though came in the SEC, so they were four and four in conference. I'd like to see that number maybe. maybe yeah, that's still fair though when you're in the West. Um, oh yeah, because their losses just so were tough. Too. Their losses were Georgia, at Georgia, at Ole Miss, um, Auburn, and at Alabama. You're not gonna at least two yeah, of and those, really probably three of those you're gonna definitely lose. And heck, the Ole Miss one they could have won, but they went for two. Yeah, and didn't get it. Um, right. Auburn one could have gone their way, um, and then heck, the Alabama one that that one still came down to the wire as well. So, you know, I think not eight or nine wins once again is a success. Just just trying to build the program, put it in the right direction, really. But we think Alabama wins this game, correct? Um, like I said, they should. It just depends on. Uh, obviously, it just depends on what's happened earlier in the year against Texas, um, if, unless yeah. that something crazy happened there. But, yeah, with the talent um, Alabama has, I don't think Arkansas will be able to match it um, point points for points. They'll have so to have this, a good defensive night. This next one is interesting, October 8th. Um, so Alabama is going to be a little beat up following, you know, the Texas, but they get a little they get a couple weeks with Louisiana Monroe Vanderbilt, but they get a little probably beat up with Arkansas and then they host Texas A&M October 8th. Uh who beat them last yeah, year. Yeah. I think with everything A&M said, there's no way they win that game. Yeah, I agree. I think that uh that Alabama wins that one outright. I don't think it'll really be close. That could be, you know, obviously that can change if Texas A&M comes out and looks great. But Yeah, it could. Um, yeah. But I still don't have any faith in Jimbo Fisher. So, right. Same. And yeah. <laughs> he's already given too much uh, 
ammunition. Yeah, for Alabama to go by and just go ahead and just destroy that game and have too much motivation. Um, So Alabama should win that one. Okay, the next week at Tennessee, third Saturday in October. What do you think about that? Interesting. Um, Like I said, just because Tennessee had some success last year. And um, what was the score? Uh, I mean, they played them close last year. Uh, let me pull it up. The what the actual score was? Alabama. There was a couple years ago that they played him close uh, in Tuscaloosa. Remember that? And he went for a QB sneak, called his own play, and fumbled. Uh, this is so. Remember, this is the game that it started out pretty close. At the end of the half, it was tied. Tennessee got up 14-7 uh, in the first quarter, um, and then at at the half, Alabama was up twenty-one to fourteen, and then it just got out of hand in the fourth quarter. They both yeah. they both got a field goal in the third and then Alabama put up four touchdowns in the fourth quarter, 152-24. Yeah. Uh, but it was close until then, um, until the last quarter. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um like I said, I think Tennessee's got some good momentum with um the season they had last year. I mean, it was only what 7 and 5, but still that's a good they're in the right direction. I think their offense looked pretty good. Uh Whatever his name is, Heupel, Heichel, however you say his, say his name, Tennessee's yeah. coach, Heupel, yeah. I think he's got a good offensive scheme going there, and uh, um, it seems like they're recruiting pretty well. But, you know, once again, it's hard to decide when is Tennessee actually going to beat Alabama again. Um, right. It's probably not going to be this year. Um, I don't know when. <laughs> I, w- <laughs> I always say it probably never happen ever again, yeah. but maybe a couple of years it could happen. It's not happening this year, more more than likely. No, yeah. So far, I've got Alabama undefeated. Maybe maybe a slip-up. I don't think so. I think at this point, Alabama's undefeated. Uh, I think if they come out hot against Texas A&M, that's kind of going to set the tone for the second half of the season. So they beat Tennessee. Um, then they've got uh, – they host Mississippi State the next Saturday. I think that's a win. I don't trust Mike Leach to win that game. Oh, no, no. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so win, and then a uh, week off, and then travel to LSU, uh, seeing Brian Kelly's SEC yeah. debut in 2022 that, this same year. So should I'm be a, say, should be a win for Alabama. <laughs> yeah, he, he, Kelly doesn't have his players. His players are there, but they're all they're not playing yet. They're all you know going to be rookie freshmen. So uh, yeah. yeah, Alabama win. Um, I do want to see how Brian what Brian Kelly's approach is going to be. And then, uh, yeah, I don't think LSU wins that. But I do think Alabama could get beat up in that game because it's always very physical. It's in Baton Rouge, probably, I'm assuming, at night, I'm sure. So the next oh, week yeah. the next week, Alabama travels again, this time to Ole Miss. And that's that's interesting. That's the that's so that's... far probably the biggest threat so far to me, just because it's coming off yeah. that LSU game. Yeah, that could be a really tough one, um, especially with – you know, a couple years ago, Ole Miss played Alabama. That was a close game in um, in Mississippi. Of course, last year wasn't close. Um, but my only thing is, it's just going to be who's playing quarterback for Ole Miss. Um, yep. I don't really know who's starting the season at quarterback for Ole Miss at, at the moment. And it's really that's the only thing I hate about these games later in the season. If it's like Ole Miss has found a good role and they're really They've got a great offense because we know the defense is probably not going to be any good. 
hasn't been, never never will be. Um, Alabama should win that one or two. I think it'll probably be high scoring game. Um, but it it all just depends on what Lane Kiffin's got going offensive side. Um, because I don't think it'll just be one of those games where we got where we got a match. We're going to match what Alabama does and try to keep up with them score-wise because it's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, the next week, Cupcake, Austin P uh, hosting them. That's going to air on ESPN+. Plus. I think this is the first time that Alabama's had a game that you have to pay for in maybe 10 years. Um, so that's interesting. That's easy win. That obviously. sucks. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, of course, the last game of the regular season, hosting Auburn. What do you, what do you have for that one, Justin? Uh, should be an Alabama win. Like I said, should be. Um, should be. Yeah. You never know with the Iron Bowl. Just, um, like I said, I will, I know we'll talk about Auburn's just a second. Um, but I, this is, I love these type of Auburn seasons where not much is expected. So I'm excited to see kind of what happens. Okay. So if you have to give a realistic, uh, regular season record for Alabama, what do you what are you giving? Uh, Eleven and one. Okay, so you're giving the loss to either Texas or Ole Miss. Okay. Um, yeah, that's typically how this kind of goes. Usually, Alabama slips up one, has a strong rest of the season, so that could definitely happen. Um, yeah, that is that Ole Miss game is really tricky. I think that's their they're going to be their hardest one just because of the just because it's right after LSU. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say they go undefeated, but I would not be surprised no. if they're 11 and one with either of those. I agree. If they lose, it's Texas or Ole Miss. I think so. I agree 100. Yeah, yeah, because okay. you could have an early slip up or a you know late late season slip up. All right, Justin. Well, how about we take a look at Auburn's schedule? Mm, We're gonna have to go, probably move a little faster. Yeah, uh, some of these though are going to be really easy. We'll glaze over these, and then some of these we'll, we'll take we'll take a, uh, some time and talk about it. First two right out the gate: September third, September tenth. Uh, these are wins: Mercer and San Jose State. Yes. You have any issue with that? Nope. Two and O. Oh. Uh, September seventeenth, uh, they host Penn State. Mm. How about that, I think it'll be thirty a... p.m. kickoff. Yeah, I was hoping to be a night game. I hate that it's an afternoon game, but whatever. Um, yeah. I think that one will be a win, should bounce back from the game last year. Um, mm-hmm. Especially, I don't really know what to expect from Penn State half the time. Uh, after they beat us last year, I thought maybe they were going to have a decent season, then they ended up being their same old self. You know, James Franklin, he, Penn State's basically another Auburn when you think about it. it it's about seven or eight wins most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but I think with Auburn at home, they uh, get revenge this year. I think so too. Uh, I think this is an orange out. The the website has it listed as all Auburn, all orange as the yeah, special. Wonderful. Day, I guess so. we'll bring back the uh, orange face mask again. Yeah, I bet so. So that's cool. Yeah, I think that's a win for Auburn. Um, I don't see. Uh, I mean, I get. Yeah, I don't know what to expect really from Penn State. I haven't researched a ton of who's coming back for them, or even really at all. So. But I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say Auburn will get that win uh, next week though September 24th we have homecoming against Missouri uh, should be a win um, should be a win yeah because Missouri was like Auburn last year not very good and I don't see where Missouri has improved any from last year so should be a win for Auburn 
Okay, October 1st, uh, we have Auburn is hosting LSU, mm. striping out the stadium. Yeah. This, uh, I don't know what that means. For, I guess well, uh, orange and Yeah, I don't know. Stripes? Maybe. <laughs> stadium, I don't know. Um, so 4-0 <laughs> going to that one. You know, LSU beat them last year, finally Baton Rouge. LSU was just, you know, average last year. Um, I think with being at home again with this one, I think it's a win. We'll go 5-0 and to start the season. I'm going to say it's a win. With it being Brian Kelly's first year, I think they're going to be, they're going to have, especially early on, they're going to have some some hiccups. Yeah. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say win too. So that means that Auburn is starting out 5-0. and Yeah. How are you feeling if that's the case? Um, obviously, I felt good if that probably. actually happened. But, I mean, I felt great when we were 6-2 and last season. Look what happened. We lost five straight. Um, right. So it'll be, like I said, it'll be one of those things, one of the criticisms for Harson is, can you finish a season, you know, where you kind of start that first half, you're 5-0, and get to that point, which is a you know, big deal. Um, yeah. What can you do the rest of the season? So what we got next? Well, next, uh, October 8th at Georgia. So if Auburn's going into that yeah. game undefeated, as is Georgia, that is uh, that could be that would be really interesting. Um, I don't think Auburn wins. No, it. I hope it's a good but game. It's not, wouldn't be the craziest thing. Yeah. Um, because we haven't played very well at Georgia. Past, I mean, we haven't won at Georgia since like 2005 or 2006, whatever it is. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's going to be a loss as of right now. Because Georgia once again is bringing back a good team, um, so five and one at that point. I agree. I think they lose it. It wouldn't be insane if they won. Now, if we well somehow won that game, yeah. I'm feeling really good at that point. I'm like, okay, maybe oh, we yeah. have something good building here. Six and zero, just one at Georgia, it's a huge win. Um, I, I'd be feeling pretty good yeah, at that, that point. point at that point, they're Auburn would probably if if Auburn won that game, they'd probably be, you know, creeping up the ranks pretty good as far as the AP poll. So you'd you know you'd be six and zero with a win over Georgia, LSU, and Penn State. I mean, I, I hope top ten at that point. Wins. Yeah, if you win those. Yeah. Right. Uh, the following week, this is this is a bit of the Alabama thing we talked about uh, at Ole Miss after getting beat up at Georgia. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say if Auburn beat Georgia, they lose Ole Miss. And if they lose to Georgia, they beat Ole Miss. Um, so those games, I think they split those games. Yeah, I think with a loss to Georgia, maybe you don't get too beat up. And like I said, we, we've played Ole Miss good over the years. I will say that. Um, yeah. And last year was a good game. And then the year before that at Ole Miss was a good game as well. Yeah, I, I think it should be a win because I don't – like I said, I don't really know what to expect from Ole Miss right now, so I'll say six and one. Just uh, throw it. We'll yeah. do that. Yeah, I, I think six and one is uh, is possible there. Like I think I think they win. They lose one of those last two, Georgia or Ole Miss. They yeah. probably. But I also wouldn't be surprised if we them. lost probably both of Georgia, them. Probably Georgia. But oh yeah, that could absolutely happen. Yeah, and if that happens, so let's say you lose both of them, then the next the next Saturday, uh, well, I believe you have a break, and then the next Saturday. A bye week, and then Arkansas. Yeah, so you'd have time to heal up, but at Arkansas, yeah. Uh, once again, be, um, you know, you know, like I said, it's good we're at home. Um, yeah, Arkansas would be beat up too. I mean, everybody's beat up at this point, anyways. Um, right. Yeah, getting the late October. I think it'll be. So. A, I, I'll give us a win at this point. We'll go seven and one. 
I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, I think. Did Ar- who won who won this last year? Arkansas. Auburn did. Auburn. Okay. I'm gonna say Arkansas. So I'm gonna say two losses. I'm gonna say two losses at this point. Okay. Where am I at? Seven and one. Okay. Through eight. Yeah. Yeah. You got one loss. So uh, November fifth at Mississippi State. I think that will be bounce a win back after last year's yeah, weird thing. Definitely yeah. bounce back. So we'll go yeah. eight and one. Okay, eight and one. That's yeah. uh, you're feeling for it. even seven and two. If you're oh, seven, seven and two, two with in November. Yeah, the way people have talked great. about yeah. Auburn. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think this. Okay, November twelfth, hosting Texas A and M. I think that's a uh, that's, that's a loss. probably a loss. Um, yeah, especially with how we played last year on the road against A and M. Yeah, because we've lost two in a row to them now, I believe. And I'd hate to lose another yeah. one, but uh, at the moment, it'll probably be a loss. So that puts us at an eight and two. Yeah, or seven and three for me. So still, still. Yeah, the next weekend, you got Western Kentucky. So that's a win. So you got, for me, I'm at eight and three. You're at nine and, nine two. and two. I'm taking that all day. That's a yeah, huge so, success. Yeah, going into the Iron Bowl with a, a chance to get a 10 win season. Yeah, they want that. I don't think that'll happen. No. At Alabama, I think they'll lose. Yeah, so 9-3. and three. Like we said, yeah, Iron Bowl, you never know. Still, even if they lose that game, 9-3 and three or 9-4, and four, you got a chance to be a 10-1 season in a, in a pretty good bowl game. So, yeah. Um, you know, yeah, that's, that's uh, definitely a huge success, especially with how last year was when there's, there's two games they should have won. They should have beat Mississippi State last year, should have beat Alabama. Um, yeah. Heck, they probably should have won that dumb bowl game too. But at that point, you don't really care when you're six and six. Um, right. Yeah. So eight or nine wins going into a bowl game, huge. Um, especially with all yeah. these people trying to get rid of Harson and everything. So, and as long as you're competitive against Georgia and Alabama too in those games, uh, both of those games are on the road. I mean, my goodness, you, you're killing us with these schedules. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know why they don't do it because back. Uh, years ago that used to be like Georgia would be on the road, Alabama at home. Uh, Georgia at home, Alabama right. on the road. But now you've got to double it where, where you know, if you have both of them at home, great. But then the next season you have both on the road, it sucks. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think 9-3 is very possible. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say 8-4. and four. So I think I think uh, anything less than that is disappointing. Though. Yeah, if you go – if we have six wins again at the end of the season – He'll probably be fired before the even season's over with. Um, or uh, yeah, or let's say six wins. They lose the final game against Alabama. He's probably fired right after that game, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, probably so. So, yeah, I'm gonna say, um, yeah, I'm gonna say eight and four. You say nine and nine and three. Nine and three. I mean, anything, anything below that, I think a seven win season is not good. I think I think he needs eight wins. If he and that's goes, not gonna be easy if he goes whatsoever. seven and five and wins a bowl game, I think he's fine. Eight wins right there. Um, yeah, yet, I'm not saying he'd be fired for it. No. I just don't think it's good. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, Justin, we do need to move on uh, to your segment where I'm looking forward to learning a thing or two. It's time to visit the learning corner with Professor Knight. All right, students, gather round and put on your listening ears. It's time to visit the Learning Corner with Professor Knight. What are we learning today, Professor? All right, just a little quick segment. Um, since there wasn't a lot of sports stuff this week, 
Um, I'm just going back to history. Love, you know, I love our history, uh, this day in history. So uh, July 17th for this day in history, uh, Disneyland opens. It uh, opened in 1955. It was a $17 million theme park uh, built on 160 acres of former orange groves in Anaheim, California. It brought in staggering profits, as we know. And uh, today, Disneyland hosts more than 18 million visitors a year who spend close to $3 billion. Think about that. Pretty crazy. That's a lot of money. Of course, we all know about Walt Disney. Um, He was born in Chicago in 1901. He's a commercial artist. Um, In 1928, which got his um, career really going, was his short film Steamboat Willie with Mickey Mouse. Um, Yeah, I like Steamboat Willie. Yeah, it was the first animated film to use sound, which is pretty cool. And Disney provided the voice for Mickey. There on, you had plenty of Disney cartoons. Uh, his first feature-length cartoon was Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, which was 1938. Hard to believe it's that old. Um, it took three yeah. years to complete. Still holds up, I think. It does. Yeah, I mean, movie. any yeah. of these really Disney movies. Yeah, these old classics. They still are a big deal. Uh, it took him three years to complete it and was a great commercial success. Of course, she had other ones that felt like Pinocchio was 1940, Dumbo, 41, Bambi was 42, Fantasia, which was a big one, uh, 1940. So if you notice, if you um, if you ever go to Disney World or Disneyland, every picture or statue of, of Walt Disney, he's usually doing a two-finger point. Um, he was actually holding cigarettes in all those pictures, oh, yeah. and Disney has went back and Photoshopped them. Really? So now everybody just thinks he's pointing. Oh my yeah, gosh. but it's actually he was just holding. Which that there was like everybody smoked. Yeah, I was about to say, it wasn't they, a big deal. I get you don't want it. Yeah, yeah. On your like you don't want to present it today. I get that, but it's like it feels like a lot of work. Maybe just crop the picture where you don't see his. Yeah, hand. it's. Still, I <laughs> mean, know? they used to. Yeah. They had advertisements for like, hey, smoking's good for you. Come buy our cigarettes. Oh yeah, so. yeah. So do you think that his head is actually frozen? You know, that's the big you conspiracy. Would it surprise me? Yeah. No. I mean, he could have been one of those guys that was like, hey, you know, freeze my head. Let's see what happens. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Um, but it, it wouldn't shock me with, I mean, with some of these big corporations, what they would do. Um, and- I think I'd like, I'd like to have my, okay, let's say that if I died before the age of 60, I would say if, if, I, if somebody, somehow I could afford it, which I couldn't. I would want my whole body frozen, and then maybe they bring me back in a thousand years. Probably not, though, right? It no. almost certainly would not work. I mean, I don't even see but, how that would be possible. But. but I don't think I'd want just my head ever frozen, because who, whose body are they going to put it on, or are they just going to put it on a robot? I don't want to be like a. I don't want a robot body. No, so, I mean you could have a robot bird, you know, body and just be perfect. You know, you jump hundred feet up in the air. You you lift. Yeah, but if I got an old man head, then I'm probably I probably <laughs> kind of scary looking. <laughs> you know, I'll probably still be clumsy or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, and of course, '83 Disneyland Tokyo, 1992 you had uh, Paris Euro Disney, and then there was one that opened in Hong Kong in 2005. So that's the end of that one. Uh, so big day for uh, Disney. Very good. Yeah, very very good. All right. Well, thank you, Justin, for that. You're welcome. Um, we do have to go to a break, but when we come back, we're going to do our weekly awards we give out in the sports world, the TG Emmys, so we'll be right back. Welcome. 
Welcome, everyone, back to the Game Managers Podcast, where we are about to give out the sporting world's most prestigious weekly awards, the TG Emmys. I'm Nick Norris, and with me is Justin Knight. Oh, good evening. Mm, and a good evening it is. Justin, I'm going to give out the first award, if you don't mind me Go doing ahead. so. And this is the award for Best Alabama High School Football Coach, according to an AL.com survey. You ready for this? Oh, let's hear it. This goes to Fife football coach Paul Benefield, which makes sense because uh, his record with the Red Devils is 277-44. and 44. Yeah, I'd say so. Of course, he led, uh, yeah, led Fife to state titles in 2014, 2016, 2018, 2019, and 2020. This team's logged three straight 15-0 and 0 seasons. Jeez. From 2018 to 2020, had the nation's longest win streak at 51 games until Geraldine ended it last October. So, yeah, I'd say uh, well deserved. Very impressive. You? Yeah. What award do you have for us, Justin? Uh, mine is uh, biggest head scratcher, and uh, that goes to Juan Soto for turning down 440 million dollars. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe you don't want to be with the Nationals anymore. Fine, I guess, but. Any uh, sane person is not going to turn down $440 million. I mean, my goodness gracious. I take that in a heartbeat. There's not much I wouldn't do for that amount of money. I would do anything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that sounds crazy to say, but heck, I'd do just about anything. Hey, you need to kill that man? $440 million? Yeah, you got it. Okay. (laughs) Outside of high treason... Yeah, that's probably uh, you could probably, <laughs> yeah, probably able to take do. the risk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that is a that is a head scratcher. What was his reasoning? Do we know? Uh, no, he hasn't said. So um, my guess is, okay. well, I mean, the Nationals suck this year, but I mean that could obviously change in a couple of seasons. You could have a lot of talent or make yeah. some trades, build around him. Um, but I think he wants to move somewhere else. Which, whatever. But four hundred forty million—that's hard to turn down. A lot of money, yeah. Uh, Our Best of the Week award. This goes to the World Games in Birmingham finally closing out tonight. Thank goodness. Now we can have our downtown parking back because it's been a nightmare in that area around Protective Stadium. Did you watch any of the World Games? Yes, I watched uh, Flag Football. Okay, cool. How was that? I didn't didn't see that one. Um, I watched the men's gold final, and uh, they beat Italy. It was an entertaining game. Um, and then I watched okay. a little bit of the women's final, which was U.S. versus Mexico, and the U.S. got crushed. That was pretty pathetic. Really? Yeah, Mexico killed them like 45 that's to 6. Oh, that's not a sport America should lose in. No, ever. Dude, they got it? crushed. Yeah. Yeah, I watched a little bit of some stuff. I watched a little bit of sumo wrestling. That was fun. Some uh, A little bit of some other things. But, uh, yeah, yeah, good stuff. I did enjoy it, but I'm glad it's gone because it's. Uh, I'm sick of, of it destroying Birmingham, <laughs> trying to get to restaurants and stuff. Uh, bust of the week. Fox Sports hmm. uh, got ripped this week for plastering team logos during the Red Sox-Yankees game over the Twin Towers Memorial in New York on TV Saturday night. Justin, I sent you the pictures of this, but the network superimposed Red Sox and Yankees and program logos over the top of an overhead shot of Ground Zero placing the graphics centrally on the reflecting pools built to honor the victims of 9-11. So imagine the cameras looking down at the memorial. You know, there's the two big squares that uh, that represent where the buildings were. 
Um, they just put the team logos within those squares like they are uh, like they're frames. <laughs> it was it's like why did you do that? Yeah, why did I you mean, think that was a good idea? Yeah, how stupid do you have to be? Like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna you have a nine eleven memorial here uh, for the twin towers. The biggest. I mean, this is such a huge loss and deal for so many Americans that day. And oh, this put some dumb looking baseball logos on top of it for our broadcast. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. We're not gonna upset anybody by doing this. I'm so stupid. People just you would think big companies like this would just think about these simple things. It's it's so simple. You could have put it anywhere else in New York City. Do we realize how big New York City is? We could have put it anywhere else. But no, we're gonna plaster yeah. it right there. Well, we got to move on to our last segment of the day, Listener Letters. Go-getters write letters, we're the ones who read them. Please don't stop writing in to fill the time we need them. We are reading letters, the letters wrote by you. If you'd like to send the letters to the show, you can do so by emailing us at gamemanagerspod at gmail.com or writing us a, at, uh, at TGMPod on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Uh, we only have time for one letter today, but this is from Brooke. She asks, do you prefer watching games live or on TV? Um, Justin, I'll let you answer first. Um, probably when I was younger, I would say live because kind of first time going to a lot of these events. Um, now, um, on TV, definitely. I, I, I just don't like trying to get through the trap. I hate driving in traffic. Then you got to find a place to park. Um, the games are expensive, too. Um, if you want to eat at the game, whew, go ahead and throw out your wallet and spend everything you got in your checking account just to eat something at a game. And you got to sit by people you probably don't care for. I would, it's usually it, hot. It's hot. Yeah. yeah. When I can be on my couch, have the TV on. Heck, I can turn on different games. So I'd be like, oh, let me switch between this game and this game. Oh, I got to get something to drink. Let me go to my fridge. And grab a nice cold drink or a snack right there and sit down on my couch and enjoy the game. No, I totally agree. I prefer to watch it on TV. Um, I, if it's a huge game, I like going and being there. Yeah. But um, it's so expensive and it's such a hassle. If it's just if it's just a Alabama-Arkansas game or something like that, I'd rather just watch it on TV. Okay, well, thank you, Brooke. Great question, yeah. Just like we said, if you want to do so, uh, you can do so at GameManagersPod at gmail.com or at TGMPod, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's all the time we have for today. But thank you all for listening, uh, for subscribing. Remember that GoFundMe um, is listed in the description if you'd like to donate. And, um, and we will see you next week. Have a wonderful week. Hey, we're going anyways. Blue 42! Blue 42! Hut! Hut! Thank you for listening to The Game Managers. Like the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TGM Pod. Until next week, goodbye, adios, and sayonara. Sayonara.